Welcome back to the League of Legends <laughs> podcast. I got him. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm Josh. And this is Charles. So, Charles was fidgeting in his seat trying to get comfortable, and then he started to mess with his mic, and I knew this was my moment to grasp. <laughs> so, uh-huh. I did it. I did it. And What's up, Charles? Uh, not much. It's yeah. the little things in life, you know? It is. This brings me great pleasure, <laughs> and I love to see you laugh, and I know every time I do it, it makes you laugh, so I'm, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. But if I did it every time... It wouldn't be as funny. It would not be as funny. Because yeah. I know last episode we recorded, you were like, you thought I was going to do it. Yeah. So keep you on the edge of your toes, on the edge of your seat, on the tips of your toes. Yeah. Seat. Yeah. Feet, Strike that. Whatever. It. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Willy Wonka quotes. Is when he says something and it's wrong, and then he's like, "Strike that. Reverse it." That's how I feel a lot. I yeah. have a lot of really cool, pithy statements in my mind that I would like to say. But they don't come out right, <laughs> so the strike that reverse it yeah. has worked for me. Very nice. Um, we'll just go ahead and take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so what are we talking about today? So we have, in our history, talked a lot about leadership development. Yep. It's kind of a passion area of both of us. I mean, mm-hmm. Charles is working, probably going to work his, his doctoral work on that um, as he gets towards that position. Um, I think it's a very valuable tool in the hands of any person who's in, in any kind of organization supervising other people. Um, especially now that I'm in a lead pastor role, not that it changes any, any kind of a, the, the, the principles of it, but, but being in a church or a nonprofit um, type organization, leadership development is huge for us because we work with mostly volunteers, right? Yep. Some nonprofits are heavily staffed, but many nonprofits are are staffed sparsely and then rely on volunteer leaders to do a lot of the work. So identifying, developing those people is, is critical, right? Uh, but all that to be said, we've talked a lot about the leadership development process. How do you do it? But I don't know if we've talked a lot about how we go about identifying and then recruiting new leaders into that process. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the one of the easiest ways to identify a new a potential leader is uh, when they tell you they want to be one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. really, it, I, sometimes I think it's just that simple. But so that goes back to knowing your people, having those conversations, knowing what their personal and professional development looks like, or what they want it to be, what their goals are. But um, but leadership isn't for everyone. Right. So just because somebody comes to you and says they want to be a leader, uh, I think we should dive a little bit further into that. Right. Absolutely. Because there are certain people who um, maybe I'll grant that have poor motivations when they come with you to come come to you with that. Um, Again, some people just want uh, some people just want to be a leader so that they can make the next rung of the pay scale. Right. It's not because they actually want to lead people. It's not because they actually want to develop themselves personally and professionally, but they just want to make the next zero on their paycheck or whatever it is. So um, on the other side of that, you have people who come to you and say, hey, I want to be a leader. And, and we've talked about this before. Not everybody has it, right? Um, not everybody has the capacity to be a leader in the sense that they can actually lead people. I think if, if we're doing the very baseline sense of like every person can potentially be a leader of self, I, I really do believe that, right? 
Uh, you can you can work on yourself, and in that way, you really cast a vision for for what life should look like in your mind, and you pursue that. And anybody can do that. And most of the time, if you're capable of that, you're probably capable of leading others because you're just taking that vision and expanding it beyond your horizons and inviting other people into it. So maybe, maybe, right? I, 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 yeah. I would challenge that a little bit because I, I think that <coughs> I like the word you used, horizons, and as you move up in the chain, up in the rank structure, whatever, what do you want to call it? Your horizon must expand. Yeah. You know, you must be able to see things from a, from a, from a higher perspective, yeah. uh, but that's not necessarily what's expected of the frontline. Correct. Uh, widget maker. As right. We like to call. Right. However, I believe, or else I wouldn't be doing it all time. I believe that leadership is a skill that can be learned. Does everyone have the ability? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but but I think for people who genuinely, and I think this is the key, want to be leaders, genuinely in their heart, I think can learn skills that will help them be successful. Right. Here's what I think I would say. It is not wrong to just be a follower. No. It is not wrong to just be a follower, to just be a regular Joe who does their job and does it well, but has no desire. Like, that's great. There's nothing that's... Well, it's not only not wrong, it's it's something that all of us in the organization should strive to be as a good follower. For right? sure. And what, whether you're a formal leader or not, every one of us should strive to be a good follower and support our leaders right. as best as we can. But the fact of the matter is that some people just may not may not be able to to become the leader that they that they that they should be and should is a very strong word. Right. Uh, I guess it depends on the context and the environment and, you know, the situations. Uh, but, you know, there's all sorts of theories on leadership. Right. And, and I sent you a video the other day. Right. And it starts with a great man theory and goes to a skills based theory. And, and I, there, there, we could drown ourselves in leadership theories about what makes a good what leader. It's a good leader. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it's, Everyone defines it a little bit differently. Um, But in general, I would say that people who want to develop leadership skills, most of the time they can develop leadership skills. I think one of the prerequisites to it is an internal desire. Mm, Yeah. Right. If if they don't have the internal desire, I'm going to have a hard time helping them become a good leader. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's good. That's good. So, so identifying new leaders, if we're talking because we're talking about identifying recruiting new leaders, one way you can identify new leaders is folks who come to you and say, "Hey, I want to be a leader." How else? Where else might we source new potential leaders? Uh, I, I think if you know your team well enough, you should be able to identify who the informal leader in the room is. I, I know that. There's been a lot of situations where I've I've been yes the one with the formal authority, but I know that there's two different text message groups, right? There's one that includes me, and there's one that doesn't include me, <laughs> right? And I'm okay with that, yeah, right, yeah. And so, who are they? Who are they looking to in that right. other group? And that's who I need to find, and because that person can either really be supportive of you right and and of the organ the key is the organizational mission yeah or they can undermine it correct yeah and so 
identifying that informal leader. And I think there's a number of ways you can do that. Yeah. 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 I think that's, I think looking on your team is good. Um, again, I think the most ideal for any organization would be recruiting somebody from, from your, from your organization. It's cheaper one, right? Promoting somebody is always cheaper than bringing somebody new on. Mm. But, but outside of the, the cost efficiency, a person who's been in your organization already possesses so much of the, the, the valuable raw material of leadership that you don't have to re-input or start with, right? Because you can go outside. I mean, I think that's a viable option. If you're looking to identify leaders, you can go outside your organization. You can go to LinkedIn. You can go you know, have a headhunter hire somebody out for you. Um, but that person's going to step in, and it's going to be a transition season. There's going to be an onboarding process. Yep. There's going to be a, um, you know, the the we talked about it just a few minutes ago. There's going to be new ideas that might come with that, but those new ideas don't always jive with the the DNA that we have. So I think yes, you can go out, but ideally, you're looking for somebody inside your organization. You know, there's a there's a concept. That they call it institutional knowledge. You okay. could also call it tacit knowledge, where <clears throat> by virtue of having existed as a part of the organization for so long, you know some things about the history. Right. You know how different group dynamics and, and individual dynamics work. And all of that knowledge, when you bring somebody from the outside, it's it's either going to take time for them to learn or they may never even learn it. Right. Uh, and, and so they're going to make decisions based on what they know and it could be somewhat incomplete if they don't have that institutional knowledge. Yeah. So still on the subject of identification, we've kind of looked at places. Now let's shift to characteristics. What are some of the things you're looking at in a person that you want to recruit as a new leader? Yeah. The first one I think goes back to what we were talking about earlier, a clear internal drive. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Because you can't, you can't necessarily make somebody else internally motivated. right? Right. Like if I, if I want you to do something because I want it done, not because you want to do it, I'm going to have a hard time motivating you internally. I'm, <clears> so right. I'm probably going to have to do some external reward. If you do this, you'll get such and such. Right. Uh, so I would look for people who naturally have that internal motivation. Uh, I would look for people who believe in the mission of the organization, right? Because if they don't believe in what the mission is, then right. we don't want to <coughs> put them in a position where they can having yeah. a potentially negative influence over others. Sure. I mean, on that, I was listening, I was re-listening to, well, I think it was uh, Extremely uh, Ownership the other day, Jocko and Leif. Um, it could have been his leadership tactics and strategies handbook that he wrote. Either way, he was relating a story about he got some kind of order down from the top that was just stupid, Right, he, you know, I think it was he had to include Iraqi army units in every one of his operations in order to get it approved, and he saw that, and it just immediately threw him for a loop. Going, why would they handicap us like this? Mm. Why would they cut our knees? Because these Iraqis are not able to operate with us. They just cause confusion and chaos. It makes it more difficult. Yada 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 yada. And he said he just had to take a step back. I think that was the principle he was teaching: is take a step back, take a breath, make a decision. Mm. Right. So, but he he said. Taking a step back, he abstracted himself and he was able to go, okay, why did they put this op order on us? Why did they put this, you know, that we have to do this? And he said, of course, going back, kind of abstracting himself up to the highest levels, he, he identified, okay, I, I get 
why they did it. Is it a pain for us? Yes, but I understand why they're why they're doing it. So he brought that down to his level, and he he essentially said, "I embraced it. Right? I understood why they wanted me to do it. I embraced that, and I was able to come to my guys and give them, you know, hey, this is this is what's happening. But I think believing uh, that's where I'm going back to, like believing in the the mission, right? Yeah. Wherever the mission comes from, and again, as long as it's not you know, unethical right, or immoral yeah. or illegal. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the assumption. Correct, yeah, correct, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, but so so going up and just saying, okay, no, I believe in the mission. I believe in the organization. I'm going to embrace it and try to I try to understand it when I don't. Yep. Right? Uh, I think that's a really good word on finding somebody who you think can do that. Because you can have a lot of really good leaders who get an order from above who, and I've, I've done this before. I think it's natural to all of us, right? You go to your team and you go, I don't know why they're making us do this, but we've got to do it. And you just kind of, you, you defeatedly comply, right? But that doesn't generate good leadership. That doesn't generate good energy in your team to want to do it. It, de- it generates more defeatism. And so, if, yeah. If nothing else, the defeatism could lead to resistance of sorts. Yeah, absolutely can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the best case scenario is that it gets accom- the, the, the order gets accomplished but it's never going to be the best possible product because it's going to be done as quickly as possible, as unenergetically as possible. So finding somebody who believes is is a really important thing to identify. Yeah, and, and another thing that I would look for is somebody who uh, actually cares about people. Yeah. And, and, and that may be tough to, to conceptualize. Right. But I think that's one of those things you know when you see it. For sure. Um, if, if somebody's having a, a tough day, the this informal leader is the one who's going to go and interact with them. Right. Um, if somebody's sick or whatever, they're going to be the ones who say, hey, let's get the greeting card. Maybe not the greeting card, but th- what I'm saying is like yeah. they, they have a natural inclination to care for people. Right. Because I, I think deep down, lead, one of the keys about leadership is – care about people right and if you can't care about people you're gonna have a really hard time being seen as a leader that people want to follow for sure yeah <laughs> i think leadership is caring for people i mean i'm kind of at that level that <laughs> right. i'm like i think that's really it like, <laughs> like if you could, it's that it, simple it, really, it kind <laughs> of is uh, it's complicated but simple it's, yeah like because caring for people can be difficult and caring is more than just meeting immediate needs right um you know we often talk about the definition of love, love is not tolerance, nor is it celebration of things you don't agree with. Love is seeking the highest good of the object of our affection, right? Mm. Uh, and so caring for people, caring for someone, loving someone, doesn't always mean I give them what they want or allow them to do what they want. Sometimes I have to say no for yeah. the sake of their good. Um, Sometimes love requires discipline. It, it, yep. it often does, right? Yep. Um and, and that can come in the form of leadership at home with your children. It can come in the form of leadership in, in the workplace. That can come in friendship. Sometimes we sometimes we do that. Sometimes we have to tell each other hard things, right? Um, but anyways, yeah. But so, that's life. It is. And, and that's, it's, if you couldn't tell me hard things, then what kind of relationship would that be? Right. And we wouldn't help lead each other because yeah. I think we've done that over the past, what, 10 years of our friendship is like we've been able to help lead each other forward into the next thing, the next thing. And um, yeah, but so... I, Fundamentally, leadership is caring for people, and but uh, but on a more it's a more holistic type of care than just a man. How are you doing? Right, yep. it yep. starts there, but that's yeah. well, maybe yeah. that that's a, a sign of it. Yeah. Like, because yeah. it may be sometimes it may be difficult to identify when right. somebody has that. Because like I can see them do an action, but I can't necessarily see their intent. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. That comes like you said. It's more of an intangible yeah. feeling that you get as you watch somebody work. Yeah. 
another another thing that I would look for is somebody who um, has the ability to make decisions and solve problems, even if they're not good at it. They're doing it. They're doing yeah. it, and they're willing to get feedback on it. Okay, yeah. So, in in other words, I, attitude right. is a big part of it. Just yeah. a general attitude. I want somebody who is positive on a daily basis. Right. Who is who has a good attitude. And if I see them making a decision or trying to solve a problem and they're they're missing stuff, maybe because of that horizon, that the lower horizon. Right. Uh, when I give them feedback, they're like, I didn't even think about that. Thank right. you. Rather than being defensive about their weakness. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think the final thing on identifying somebody and looking for characteristics. Well, I've got one more. You've got one more too? Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm looking for fat people. Fat people are always better potential leaders. What? Yeah. They're faithful, they're available, and they're teachable. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Have you never heard that? No. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. So, no, I think that... that <laughs> It's probably not socially acceptable anymore to say I'm looking for fat people to be leaders, but um, that's coming as one. So uh, I'm going to leave that in the recording. I think you should. Yeah, yeah, right, no, cool, no, it's, yeah. I'm not. I'm not ashamed of it. No, yeah. I, this is something I was taught early on. This is like before I think I even got into ministry. Was when you're looking for people to to serve, when you're looking for leaders, you look for people who are faithful, right? They show up week in and week out. Like, and again, in a job uh, that may be a little bit more of an intangible show up. Right, because people are going to be there to get their paycheck, I think. <clears throat> but are they actually present when they're there? Are they yeah. faithfully there? Right, available. You know, um, I have told you guys this before, and I've told you this before. I think one of the reasons that I've been able to um, find success in ministry and get into the positions I have at my age is that I've been a, uh, and this is in kind of a negative way, a yes man. Right. So, or this is a positive way, rather. I have always just said, hey, you know, if people come to me, hey, we need chairs to get moved. Sure, I'll do it. Hey, we need somebody to stay late and do this. Sure, I'll do it. Sure, I'll do it, right? So I've always kind of been that available guy to do things. And then finally, teachable. Like, I'm I'm here to learn. I want to figure out what the next step is. So faithful, available, teachable. If you can find somebody who's that, um, you can you can really shape a leader. Um, I think another mark of the good leader, like I said, if they're willing to get feedback. Yeah. That's what I want to see in and a potential leader because if they can't get feedback without authority, right. When you give them authority, how likely are they going to be to take feedback? For sure. Yeah. Not likely. Right. Um, my final one was resilient. Okay. I think yeah. resilience is, is pretty important because In this world especially. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. leadership is a contact sport. Um, we, we talked about the book resilient leaders uh-huh. by Robert EDs. Yes. Uh, and, one of the things he says in that book is leadership is a contact sport. And that is absolutely true. There are going to be days that are so tough. You're going to just be exhausted mentally and emotionally, and sometimes even physically just because of the physiological effects that those things have on your body. And you have to come back the next day. Right. And you have to lead. So I need, I want to look for somebody who has that ability, who maybe doesn't necessarily have a position of authority, but they don't let the daily troubles bring them down. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's so good because not only is leadership a contact sport, but resilience will give you leadership over time. And I think I heard this wisdom once and I do I do think it's true. Right. I think being average over time 
equals greatness, right? <laughs> okay. Because if you think about being, think about a guy who is a, a flash in a pan, awesome, amazing, does this thing, sells this big company, makes all this money, right? Cool. But every other thing he does has been terrible. Mm. Has that guy a good leader, right? Or on the other hand, you think about the the you know, the guy who's just never a good leader, right? But if you if you were, and I say average, I don't mean it like you know, but <laughs> but if you if you plod along as a leader and are resilient, are able to stay in that and 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 maintain, and you do it for forty years, I mean, people are going to look back on you and go, that guy was good, right? And I think the proof of that's in the pudding. A lot of times you see guys like that in those roles. And then you look at the guys who worked under them or in the gals and you look where they're at. Yeah. I mean that that's that's an incredible thing. You watch how many of those people will find their proteges that are in C-suite roles and owning companies and starting businesses and doing that like Yes, those people might get the name recognition in in Forbes or whatever, but but how did that happen? They had a great leader who was great for a long time, right? Faithfully. So I think that's a really I think it's a, you know, resilience is key to that, though, because if you get burned or you make a bad decision and it and it hurts and it stings and you bail like that ain't ever going to you. Nobody's ever going to call you great. Yeah. Right? And and, and, <clears throat> and the, the odds of you never making a bad decision, the odds zero. Of, are the odds of you never failing, the odds zero. of you. Never, yeah, you yeah, yeah. You, just by nature of that. Yes. Leadership. By nature of being human, right? right? We're going to make mistakes for sure. Uh, one word that I might use to maybe summarize what you you were talking about, and this goes back to faithful and available, uh-huh. uh, and even teachable yeah. too. Um, consistent, yeah. Right? I, I, if, if I'm looking for a, a future leader, because uh, because as a follower, I want my leader to be consistent. I want to know that I can go to them, and I know how they're going to respond, right? Uh, I know that they're going to be because fair, fairness, I think, is a, a word that too many people throw around. I want you to be fair. I want this. That's not fair. Well, nothing's ever fair. No. And, but consistency may be a better word because sure. if from from day to day, I know you're going to be consistent. Yep. I may not like it, but I know you're going to be consistent. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. So for this episode, I think we've come up with a good list. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. Uh, some. It's not exhaustive, but it's yeah, it's good. Yeah. I mean, I think Just, if you find if you find these things in a person, you're you're probably on the right track yeah. for identifying a potential leader. Yeah. So now we've identified them. What are the yeah. next steps? Yeah. So the next steps are going to be investigation and invitation. So so investigating what is the person interested in leadership, yep. and then finally making the actual formal ask of inviting them into the role. All right, we'll talk about that next time we meet. Perfect. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Leader Link Podcast. If you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we want to know what you want to hear about when it comes to leadership. You can leave us a comment or send an email to info at jcleadershipconsulting.com. And we'll see you next time.